The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking to Disney bride Charlie Bevan Singh about her Wishes Collection wedding at Seabreeze Point and Ariel's. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she chose a Disney wedding, how she planned everything all the way from the UK, and how everything turned out. So welcome, Charlie. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always start at the very beginning and ask how you and your fiancé decided you wanted to have your wedding at Walt Disney World. Okay, so this one's kind of an easy one. We actually met when we were cast members. We worked as part of one of the Disney international programs. So it's the cultural representative program. You go and work at Disney for one year uh, to represent where you come from. So we were representing the UK and we worked in the Rosencrown pub in Epcot. We did that program in 2013 to 14. So about nearly six years ago now. We were in the same arrival group, so we started on the same day. You go in like groups of about five to ten people, so it was just chance that we were on the same day. We just kind of hit it off straight away and, yeah, became really good friends. And then we obviously got together quite early on in the program and spent the year as a couple. So our whole relationship has kind of been built on Disney and our experience working and being cast members there. And then we got engaged back at the Rose and Crown in 2016 when we went out on holiday. Mark set it all up beforehand and kind of got in touch with our old managers and people that work there. He arranged for chalk writing to be written on the floor. I, when we worked there, that's one of the things that they do in the UK Pavilion. They kind of decorate the floor with chalk writing for, for children and, and things to play games as they're walking through the pavilion. So he'd arranged, and I always used to do the, the chalk writing when we were there. So he'd arranged for Will You Marry Me, Charlie, to be written in chalk as you walk down to the water there. And then he'd set up a table by the water, which kind of has become our table now. And yeah, he was down on one knee and he had a photo pass photographer and everything to capture it all. So that was how we got engaged. So then a Disney wedding was just kind of the next step to complete that. Wow, that's awesome. So then how did your friends and family react? Were they expecting you to say, oh, hey, guess where our wedding's going to be? It's back at Disney. Or were they surprised to have to go to Florida? Yeah, so as you might expect, I think everyone kind of thought it was a given. Both our families are really big Disney fans anyway. So Mark's family have got DVC and go quite a lot. And I've grown up going to Disney quite a lot when I was little. And my parents really like 
Disney and the USA in general. So both families were kind of understood why and they like it anyway. So that was great. And our friends were excited for an excuse to go, really. People either loved Disney already and were ready to go back or it was a great excuse to kind of book that first trip. That's wonderful. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make that trip? We invited around 80 guests and about 57 came. We also had arranged to have like a home reception party when we got back because we knew that everyone wouldn't be able to make it, uh, including some grandparents and some family members who, who couldn't come out. So we wanted to still include them. So we had the, the secondary um, happily ever after party, as we called it, about a month after we got back. So we had a whole nother round of guests that we invited to that because we knew they wouldn't be able to make the trip to Florida. But yeah, we had about 57 was the total in Florida. That's a great turnout considering how far everybody had to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was great. Like, as I say, like, a lot of people were really keen to come because it, it was an excuse to to go to Disney and experience it all and have a holiday for themselves too. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? We knew we wanted something near Epcot because of obviously the meaning behind it and, and where we used to work. And we knew the wedding pavilion wasn't really for us. It just isn't really our style. And it wasn't in that Epcot area that we wanted. We wanted an outside location, really. So we knew that Seabreeze Point was obviously right near Epcot and outside. So that's kind of how we decided on that. And then the reception, there's a bit of a story here. So our actual reception location was supposed to be Shipwreck Beach, outside of the Beach Club Hotel. I'd always kind of envisioned the reception being outside and everything being outside. I'll talk more about the theme in a second, but I'm obsessed with Lily Pulitzer and like tropical vibes. <laughs> so I always envisioned it being outside on the beach, kind of under the palm trees. So that was the actual venue that we picked and planned for. Reception ended up being at Aerials, as you said, and that was our backup location because the weather wasn't great on the day. We actually arranged for Aerials to be our backup location kind of specially. I really didn't like the idea of it being in a ballroom. I don't really like the, the look and feel of them. And I kind of figured I wanted something that was really disney rather than inside of a hotel I wanted it either outside or something like quite themed so we actually asked to have aerials as the backup and we had to meet a separate minimum to secure that as the backup I guess because it's a popular venue in itself they want to make sure that to reserve almost two venues for you we had to meet a food and beverage minimum specifically for that as well interesting okay so tell me a bit about your theme. I am also a huge Lily lover. And so when I saw your Lily Pulitzer theme, I thought I have to hear how you pulled that all together, especially that amazing bouquet. Yeah, so I'm pretty obsessed with it. I, we don't have the brand over in the UK. So the reason I know about it is I went to college in South Carolina for a year and I kind of got a feel for it then but I was like a poor college student so I couldn't really afford it and I didn't know about the kind of world of of resale and things and then when I worked at Disney it got more popular on the internet Facebook groups and things and I kind of got really obsessed and now it's pretty much all I wear but we have to kind of buy it in bulk almost when we go over on trips and then bring it back here because we don't have it 
so I knew that I wanted to incorporate it into wedding. I'd seen loads of pictures of kind of beautiful bridesmaids in um, lily dresses and lily themed. And I was like, how can I merge the Disney and the lily together? So a lot of it was we wanted venues that reflected the theme as well. We we always said we wanted to have a, a wedding at Disney and not necessarily a Disney themed wedding. We wanted our own spin and it to be just at Disney, which is kind of our special place. So how did we incorporate all the lily? We kind of gathered it for years almost. We had quite a long engagement. We were engaged for, yeah, like two and a half years. So we had time to kind of think about it and collect all the things. Uh, the main thing that we did was obviously the bridesmaids' dresses, but I wanted a typical lily style of dress and... Unfortunately, the year that we were going to buy the dresses in the cell, they stopped doing the style of dress that I wanted in a print that I liked. So it took me quite a long time to track down the dresses because I had to get them on eBay or find them from people that were selling them on the Facebook groups where they didn't fit. And I had to find six bridesmaids dresses all in the same print and all in the right size. So that took a while. We also had Lily napkins, so we they had a few years back they were selling like paper napkins, so I again hunted down hundreds of packets of those of various eBay type websites because we wanted to try and find a way to subtly incorporate it. And at the beginning of our planning, we were quite conscious we didn't know how much they'd actually let us customize, but luckily that didn't seem to be that much a problem. Our planner was actually a huge Lily fan herself as well. So it was kind of a bit fatey. But when she got assigned to us, she actually knew one of our old managers, which was also weird that we used to work with. And she was a huge Lily fan. So she was really excited as well. And was like, oh my God, yeah, like let's bring it to life. So they let us DIY quite a lot of stuff. So we had the, the napkins. We bought a few scarves, lily scarves, and we used them as tablecloths because um, they're quite big. So we decorated our cake table and our makeshift photo booth table because we did our own photo booth. We bought an Instax camera and put it with the guest book and photo booth props. Again, we kind of bought ones that were tropical themed so it would tie into the, the whole lily look. Um, we used the lily scarf for that table too. Our favours, we had fans. Well, originally it was going to be outside, so we had fans for the ladies and handkerchiefs for the men, and we made gift tags with everybody's name on, and they were in lily-printed paper, so that tied in the lily there. And they acted as place settings as well. In the morning, when we were getting ready with the girls, I made Mickey Mouse times lily dressing gowns so this was a bit of a story as well I kind of envisioned having dressing robes for the girls to get ready in the morning but I wanted to put lily fabric on them somehow so I tracked down some lily fabric and we cut out Mickey heads and had them embroidered on so they were really cute and then I had the lily dressing gown that matched the fabric the whole robe the flowers yeah so that was the other big thing to get the theme so we wanted I know I wanted a really bright okay with kind of a tropical flower theme but they're not not totally beach tropical I had quite a specific vision there was like one picture that I found on Pinterest that I really liked and the florist was great like we took the pictures to the planning session and the flowers were the standout thing that I was most 
I don't know, I wasn't that obsessed with it before or wasn't a main thing that I was concerned about, but on the day they turned out amazing. And the bouquet looks so good in all the photos and really matched the bridesmaids' dresses and brought the whole thing to life. So the florist was great at doing that. Luckily, we thought of this ahead of time, although I don't think we actually used them. But it was because it was due to rain. A few days before the wedding, we found out we were running around Disney Springs in the days beforehand to get Lily umbrellas because we thought if it's going to rain, then we might as well have pretty umbrellas. So we're walking around <laughs> with, so we bought up three or four Lily umbrellas and the ladies in Disney Springs, Lily was so amazing. They like had them shipped in from other stores because we only had a few days to get them. And then I don't think we even ended up using them. So we have lots of Lily umbrellas now, <laughs> just as spares. I think that was kind of it. Well, it all came together so nicely. I think I'd read a lot of things before that you... You can't customise so much, especially when it's in an outdoor location. But we really pushed for our theme and they did let us customise quite a lot of things, like all the lily stuff and all the touches. So that was helpful. Oh, that's good. Yeah. One thing I noticed was you had two sets of Minnie and Mickey come to your event, one at Seabreeze Point and then one at the reception. Can you talk a little bit about that decision? This was one of the things we splurged on, I guess. So we definitely wanted to have Mickey and Minnie come visit, but we wanted them... Originally, we were told that they couldn't be for the reception because we were having it outside in, like, an open area. So with that in mind, we planned to have them come for cocktail hour for photos and straight after the ceremony because we knew that they could come into Seabreeze Point because I'd send pictures from escape brides at this celebration after the wedding with them in there so I knew that they'd be able to go to that outdoor location so we planned for that and then when we went to our planning session we said can Mickey and Minnie definitely not come outside and they were kind of like actually yeah maybe they could let's see and they actually said that they would be able to make it happen so then we were kind of like oh what do we do do we move it and have them just at the reception for the kind of more dancing time? But then we still wanted them for the formal pictures. And then they kind of said, well, you could have them come twice. And we were like, oh, because you, you do have to pay the fee for them to come twice, as if they're coming for two separate appearances. So that was our main splurge on entertainment, really. But, yeah, they said that they could come outside when it was originally going to be on Shipwreck Beach. So we went for it because we wanted the experience of both kind of having them there for a meet and greet situation with the more formal pictures and then also have them for the party time with the the dancing and the cake cutting. But then it ended up being inside anyway, so we could have just had them twice without worrying about it the whole time. But it worked out. And how did you decide which costumes they were going to wear for which appearance? We always knew we wanted the classic red and white for the one time that we were going to have it. And then when we realised we were going to have them twice, we thought we didn't want them in the same thing because for picture purposes, really. And also, it's kind of two different events. So Mickey and Minnie come in for a more formal party time later on. And Disney just sent us the the options for their, their outfits, and we uh, chose the one we liked. I wasn't a big fan of the purple dress that Minnie sometimes wears, and I thought the yellow one matched the kind of bright theme a bit better so we went for Minnie's yellow dress. 
What was your guests' reaction when they came back to the wedding later on? <laughs> they were really surprised. We actually all kind of say, because it, it goes by, everyone says, but it goes by in such a blur. And because of the the rain thing, we were kind of quite conscious before that we didn't actually know where it was. the reception was going to be held until about, for sure, maybe like an hour before it happened. So we were still quite conscious. It was quite, not stressful, but a mad rush kind of getting it clear in your head. Okay, well, the plan's changed now and this is where it's going to be and kind of taking it all in in somewhere that you didn't necessarily envision it being. So we all say that the day just went by so quick that we almost forgot that they were going to come the second time. So we were kind of all dancing away and then the DJ was like, and now we have surprise guests and Mickey and Minnie arrived again. And I think even weird we'd kind of forgotten so it was a big shock for everyone because we, d- we didn't tell anyone either about the second appearance because we wanted to keep it as a surprise so when they arrived I think me Mark and my mum and dad who had helped plan everything were like oh this is happening and then everyone loved it they got in there and started dancing and if they hadn't have come I don't think the party would have got going in the same way that it did it was really fun to get everyone on the dance floor and kick things off. Well, that's an interesting point, yeah. Now, do you have any menu items or cake flavors from your reception that you can recommend? Another saga to our wedding day that didn't go quite to plan is uh, Mark and I actually got quite sick just before the wedding. So the, the five, six days before, we were almost pretty much stuck in the room, not being very well. So we couldn't actually eat much on the day. However, our guests loved the food and we did try our tasting session so we can talk through what we had. We had a completely custom menu because we didn't really fancy anything on the the menus that Disney designed. We wanted it to be a bit more laid back and kind of showcase all the food that, that we like to eat. So we ended up going for fried chicken as our main dish. With Then we had beef brisket, crab cakes, mac and cheese, potato tarts. They even made us like a sauce station of three different barbecue sauces to go with our food, which was quite cool. And we had an apple slaw and a risotto. It was a champagne truffle risotto. And this is probably the recommendation that was a bit of a wild card. We put it on to try our tasting session, just as something else to try, really. And we all absolutely loved it, especially my parents. Like We weren't expecting to at all. And then it was kind of the star of the show. So that went down really well. Cake-wise, we decided to go with cupcakes and a two-tier cake. We went with, for the cupcakes, we had a selection. We had lemon and raspberry, orange and tropical mousse, and white cake and strawberry. And they were designed based off of some designs that I'd found on Pinterest or that I'd seen in the parks that I liked. So there was the a replica of the mini rose gold cupcake, but we changed the colours to be hot pink and gold to match our theme. Then we had cupcakes that looked like little pineapples and other ones that looked like cocktails. So they had to actually buy in the cocktail umbrellas to put in the cupcakes, especially I remember that being a bit of a an issue at the planning session, whether we'd be able to get the uh, cocktail umbrellas or not, but they did. So we had those. And then our main cake was two-tier. It was lemon and raspberry and chocolate and peanut butter this is one thing that kind of did go a little bit wrong the 
top layer was meant to be kept for us as an anniversary layer, but it all got sliced on the day. So the guests actually ate most of the cake and then there was a lot of cupcakes left over at the end. So people got a cupcake to take home. And I'm very sad because in the rush of everything and getting caught up in the day and still recovering from illness a little bit, I didn't actually eat any of the cake. So I had some of the cupcakes um, the days after, but I didn't actually get a slice of the chocolate and peanut butter, which apparently was the best and everyone raves about it all the time. So I think next time we go back, I'm going to get one of the bakeries to make a uh, replica of it so I can try it. Definitely. Oh, and for our cocktail hour food, we had chicken skewers with peanut and teriyaki sauces, mini lobster clubs. We wanted lobster rolls, but the chef did these little lobster toast things with, I think it had bacon and tomato on it, and they were really good. And we had vegetable quesadillas. And then drinks-wise, we did an open bar for the reception for the whole four hours with a signature cocktail which we designed ourselves because we used to be bartenders. Oh yeah, this is actually something we wanted originally, a replica of the Magical Star cocktail, which you can get in quite a lot of Disney places because that was our favourite thing. But they were quoted to be like very expensive per guest. So we tweaked it a little bit and changed the recipe to include, I've forgotten how we tweaked it, but we tweaked it to include all of the ingredients that were already included on the bar package. So we didn't actually have to pay any extra for the signature drink because it included things that we were already paying for. That's a great tip. It worked out quite well and everyone loved the cocktail as well. So the bartending skills are obviously still there. (laughs) And during our cocktail hour, we had champagne for guests after the ceremony. And we did that on a basis of... I think we paid for, I can't remember how many bottles, but X amount of bottles in advance. And then if it ran out, they'd been instructed to kind of go and ask my parents if to open any more or not, depending on the mood. And we did end up opening a few more. So they, the extra bottles then came out of the the money afterwards, like the deposit money that, that you get refunded. Uh, so it turned into kind of bill on consumption after we'd gone through the bottles that we'd prepaid. Got it. Okay. Did you guys add a dessert party? Yes. Again, the rain kind of tinkered with the plan for that. We had our dessert party book for UK Lockside for obvious reasons because it was near the pub. But it rained. So a few days before our wedding, it had thundered so badly that they called off illuminations. And in our whole year that we were there, we'd like never seen that happen. And we were like, oh, God, I really hope it doesn't happen again. It was due to rain, but luckily the show did go on. So we got to go out to UK Lockside to watch the fireworks. But unfortunately, they weren't able to let us have the food and the drinks out there because they couldn't have set it up beforehand because of the rain. So we got moved to a backup location, which we didn't know what it was until we were there. But it ended up being the DVC section above Journey to Imagination. So it's that big glass pyramid thing. Yeah, I think they call it Imagination Lounge or something. Yeah, something like that. So that is where it was, which was actually cool because I guess if you didn't know that where it was meant to be, like it's still quite an impressive building and it was cool to go up there kind of after hours behind the scenes. But the walk between the dessert party and that was a bit annoying because everyone kind of watched the fireworks, then had to walk about, I'd say a good 10 minutes 
to the thing and then we kind of had the dessert and the drink in there but it wasn't quite the same as being in the park enjoying the the dessert and the drink as you were watching but it was still cool and the backup location was quite impressive in itself if you didn't know that that wasn't the plan I think people were just a bit confused that why we were making them walk (laughs) between two places but obviously we weren't it was just the way it landed so that was a bit of a shame okay got it can you give me a timeline of how the day ran? Yes, so a timeline was quite long. It was a very long day. Our hair and makeup, we had Laura Reynolds for hair and makeup as well, who were great. She did my makeup on the wedding day and also on the park shoot day because we had our park shoot two days after the wedding. So she came back again and did, did my hair and makeup for that too. They arrived at 5.30 a.m., so my six bridesmaids had to get there pretty early. Luckily, one of them was staying in the hotel anyway, but the others came from their villas. Their poor boyfriends had to drive them at 5 in the morning and then go back to bed. So we started early. We did that until 10, and then the photographer and videographers arrived. Um, So from 10 till I can't remember quite when it was, but about 11.30, We were doing kind of getting ready pictures, finishing off in the room. We took pictures with bridal party, so separately, me and the bridesmaids and my mom and then Mark with his boys and the dads. We went round to just, we were in the Beach Club Hotel, so there's a little courtyard kind of near the shop. We went out there to take pictures and they turned out really nice because there's really pretty backdrop of kind of the trees and the tropical look and the hotel kind of looks a bit tropical too, so they lovely although it was so sunny and so hot it was like a game of dodge the sun in the clouds for a second then we had our first look at around one I did a first look with my dad and then with Mark as well and we did that because we wanted to well see each other before to calm nerves a bit and just be together before the ceremony and we wanted to get some pictures done before the the day kind of got a bit hectic So we did our pictures together, then our ceremony was at 2.30, the cocktail hour was from 3 till 4, and then our reception ran from 4.15 to 8.15, so guests kind of walked over to the beach club because it's not that far from Seabreeze Point, so we didn't hire any transport or anything. The reception was until 8.15, and then the dessert party, again we walked to Epcot, it's not that far and the dessert party was 8.45 till 10.45 and then after that a few of us went to Jelly Rolls so I guess you could say our after party ran until Jelly Rolls shot which I think was about one in the morning that was fun (laughs) wow so when you were planning what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget So photo and video was probably the most important thing to me. We decided to go with outside vendors for photo and video because there was a certain look and feel that I wanted for the pictures. So we cornered off quite a lot of the budget to that. And obviously because it was an outside vendor, it didn't count towards the minimum. So that was kind of an on-top expense, but it was definitely worth it because we got the pictures and the video that we wanted. It turned out amazing. The locations... We paid, like I said, we didn't pay extra, but we made sure we met that extra minimum to get aerials as a backup location because locations were probably the most important thing, like to fit in with the vision. Like we knew we wanted it to be outside, 
but we weren't too fussed on date or anything like that when we were planning. Although saying that, the date is actually quite meaningful to us because we got married on the 8th of April and Mark's birthday is the 8th of June, mine's the 8th of January and we got engaged not on purpose on the 8th of December, so 8th is quite special to us. But luckily the outside venues were available on the 8th, so it all worked out. But meeting that extra minimum for aerials ended up being more important than we uh, originally thought because obviously we did actually end up being in there. So we're lucky that we, we did that. And before we, when we were planning before, uh, we really got fully into it. We knew that food and drink was another thing that was really important to us that we wanted to focus on because everyone remembers good food and drink from weddings. And we wanted, we're big foodies ourselves, so we wanted it to reflect what we'd like to eat uh, and drink at Disney. That's great. The park shoot we kind of were seeing as a bit of an add-on thing. We weren't. We were so focused on the wedding day and everything being perfect. We kind of knew that the park shoot, we knew how it goes. We did a lot of research and we, we thought, you know, it's just we'll do it two days later and get pictures. But it was incredible. Like we've obviously seen parks before ours like as cast members. We've, we've seen them before they were shut. But being in the Magic Kingdom that early and backstage and even Epcot, and wandering around, it was just an amazing experience. So I would recommend if brides and grooms want to get the photos, but for the experience of being in there together alone before it opens, it was just amazing. We loved it. That's true. That's a good point. What aspects were less important, where you saved your money or you just saved your effort? We didn't get any transport, like I mentioned, because all our locations were so close together. They did still kind of suggest that we get buses and things, but it just seemed like more effort. It would have taken longer to get everyone on and off and wasted time rather than just walk. So we did just skip the transport and walk between all the locations. I'd say less important was also kind of decor and flowers, although now looking back, I'm glad we did have what we had. Like when we were planning, I always said that was going to be the thing to cut. But because we moved it inside, I think if we hadn't have had the flowers that we had, it would have lost a bit of the theme. Although we did cut a lot of decor, so in the planning session they kind of tell you to go wild and show everything you could ever want on Pinterest, which makes sense because obviously they can do everything. It just comes with a cost. And originally I wanted a big, one of those balloon arch things where it's all the different size balloons with like flowers in between them and all pretty like that. But I think they quoted us like something like over $2,000 for a balloon arch. So that got cut <laughs> pretty quick. Um, so we cut back on the decor like a little bit. But I'm glad we kept what we did. And we also cut dessert party food quite considerably. So originally we were going to have hot food as well as desserts. But I'm so glad we cut it because A, I think everyone was still full up from the food because the timelines were quite close together. And B, because it all got moved around and we had to move locations to eat, I think a lot of people didn't even realise that there was food there at all. So if we'd have kept the hot food and the dessert bar that we had, we had ice cream sundae bar with Mickey waffles and cookies. If we'd have kept hot food on top of that, I think it would have even more of it would have gone to waste. So I'm glad that we decided to cut out the hot food at the last minute. But that is one tip that I would give with the dessert party. Unless you're having a wedding where there's a big gap between your main food and the dessert party, 
guests will probably not be hungry enough to eat hardly anything at the dessert party, so that is somewhere you can save money. I, if I could go back, I'd probably have just gone with like ice cream novelties or something even smaller than what we did have, which was not that much, and just focused on maybe a few more drinks and something small because guests are not going to be expected to fed again and they won't eat it, and it will make you sad when you see how much is not being eaten. <laughs> so what ended up being your favourite memory of your wedding day? I think, like I said, the... Mickey and Minnie the second time around was a really big memory for all of us because we forgot that it was going to happen almost and then they were there again and it was just this kind of amazing moment where everyone was like, ah, Mickey and Minnie are back and they really got the party going. And also the DJ was great. So we had a call with our DJ that we got assigned ahead of time and we were like, no, we want it all our style of music that we like. Like we don't want any tacky like wedding music we want it all country music and like 80s and stuff like a theme and he was like are you sure you don't want any cheese and we were like no no you definitely can't play x y and z i can't remember what we said he couldn't play i think we said no journey like 100 <laughs> percent. and then that was on the nothing and then on the day like because it had got moved inside and it was all a bit different, I think I was kind of like hypersensitive to, to making sure people were having a good time. And it was like after dinner and I'm sure everyone was just full and hungry, but the dance floor was kind of not filling. And I was I just went up to him and I was like, play the cheese, play everything, do anything <laughs> you can, like please scrap whatever we told you, just do what you want. And he pulled it out of the bag and he was amazing. Like he had everyone dancing, like he did mashups and taught dances when Mickey and Minnie come out we did uh, like line dancing we did the wobble we did the wop which is a song that me and my friends that I went to college with in South Carolina used to do the dance to a lot when we used to go out to the bars and I actually had a, a bachelorette party a few days before the wedding and we went to Cowboys Club in Orlando and we're doing all the line dancing and rediscovered the wop so then he even played that. So me and my friends were dancing to that, and he was just great. So I think he was another memory for, for both of us that really made it. But obviously, the whole day was amazing. Mary and Mark was amazing. It was just the perfect, I was going to say end to our story, but it's not. It's the beginning. The Going from working there to the engagement and then to the wedding was just amazing to kind of have it come full circle. But I guess it is just really the start of, of what we have to come. That's awesome. Who was your DJ? Pretty sure he was DJ Steve. So you mentioned, obviously, the weather moving your events inside. Was there anything else that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? Yeah, try not to get sick before your wedding day. That's probably not <laughs> ideal. <laughs> it added a whole layer of stress, obviously, for us um, the, the week before. It's no one's fault. I don't know what happened. I think we just picked up something nasty from somewhere, but both of us were not very well. Um, and it kind of added stress because so many people would come, as as you said, like so many people would come out for our special day and traveled so far. And we kind of had the week before set aside to uh, see people and catch up and go to the parks and everything. So then on the day, we'd already seen everybody and we could kind of relax and enjoy but because we were kind of bed bound for a week we kind of missed out on doing all that 
So that was a shame. So watch what you eat and don't eat any seafood <laughs> for <laughs> things like that before your wedding. And also now I would have 110% planned it to always be inside at Ariel's and just planned it like that from the beginning. Because like I said, it was so unknown. When you've had a vision in your head for even before when we started planning for it to be outside and on the beach and everything's planned that way and then suddenly you're kind of told that it's going to be inside and you're not sure how it'd look. It was just not ideal to not know. I think my advice would be if you're picking a backup location, make sure you you almost have two visions in your head, like, like actually envision your day being in the backup location, like think of all the details, how will it look, so then you're more prepared. Because when I went in and saw it, you can see it in the in the videos and the picture, like I, I started crying because it was so amazing and it looked so good and it was perfect. But I just wish we just planned it to be in there from the beginning because in hindsight it would have been so hot to be outside with no air conditioning and it would have just been a bit miserable, I think. Um, and I don't think people would have got into the party and the dancing in the same way as they did. So we should have just planned it to be inside the whole time. I've already spoke about the dessert party food. I would cut that in a second. That would be my advice there, unless you're having a big gap and people need to be fed at that time. Relax more. Again, I said it's so cliche, but it goes by so fast. I think... I didn't maybe let myself relax as much as I should have. So I was worried, like I say, about getting the DJ to play the songs and get the party going. And maybe I should have just sat back. There's quite a few things that I missed out on doing because I was dashing around. Like we had cornhole as part of our entertainment. So we were, again, it was going to be outside. So on the beach, we were going to have the cornhole, like beanbag toss game. And they did sort of step that up inside for us. But again, I forgot about it. I didn't go take the time and go and play it, which I'm really sad about because it's something that we, we like to do. Another little tip is as tempting as it is to go and buy everything that says bride on it and bride-to-be and all of that stuff, don't do it because you'll be left <laughs> afterwards with so much bride stuff to go on eBay as I am experiencing right now. So resist the temptation for the bride stuff. And just get a few bits because you probably won't use it or you'll forget to use it and then you don't have anything to do with it after. Wow, these are all great tips. <laughs> well, thanks so much for sharing the story of your day. I think this is really helpful for anyone who's interested in planning a wishes wedding, especially someone planning maybe from the UK. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. No worries. I hope it helps some people. Uh, it's quite, on the UK thing, it is quite easy to plan it even being so far away like the planners were so helpful on coming back to emails we had a few skype calls we did manage to go out for the planning session which was really helpful so we took a trip before six months before i think yeah in october prior to the wedding and we went out and did the planning session in person which i really would recommend if, if you can make it work it was great to go in the studio and experience it all and meet the planner in person with pamela as our planner who was great and we met the florist as well. We had Heather as the florist. And that that was really great. So I would advise going out if you can. Yeah, and it's not too bad being so far away. They've made us feel at ease the whole time. That's great to hear. Thank you again. Thank you. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. 
In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Thank you.